Yeah, yeah. I should have wore a hat because I get that. No, that looks good, bro. Cool. You ready? Sorry, bro. I'm like all over the place. We're, we're making this happen. Let's go. Ten. Oh, you ready, bro? Let's get it. Just I'm waiting for you. He's a professional. I popped in straight from Nevada. From Nevada. Las Vegas is probably the best city I've been to, like travel-wise, in a long time. What were you doing there? Preaching. So I preached at a church in South Las Vegas, kind of mm-hmm. in the hood. It's one of the biggest Spanish churches there. Yeah. Or the biggest Spanish church there. Yeah. I get invited to something with Spanish churches, bro. Yeah. Because my last name's Salguero, but like I don't speak Spanish. Salguero. I know. <laughs> like I'm brown, my last name's Salguero, and I don't get invited to any. I get invited to something with Spanish. Yeah. So. You Puerto Rican, though? Puerto Rican. Bro, let's just get in. New York Rican. New York Rican. <laughs> Go for it. Visionaries, season three, episode 35. We're here with the man, the myth, the legend. Jacob Salguero. What's up, everybody? How do you say? How do you say your name? I say Salguero. Salguero. <laughs> or South Ghetto. What the? Yeah, bro. I wanted to honor you real quick. Thanks for making this happen. For visionaries tuning in, we're we're in Dallas. We're at Oak Cliff. It's heaven to me. At what time is it right now? Ten. Eleven almost. It's past our bedtime. This man straight off the plane, uh, sacrificing for the vision. We're here, bro. No, I'm excited for what you're building. I've seen some of your stuff. Thank you, bro. Um, you saw Kieran was on your podcast. Bro, that's my, that's my brother. That's a homie. Yeah. Uh, I just love Gen Z. Yeah. Love young people willing to For do sure. whatever. You know um, Ron, our boy Ron. Ron's a great guy. Yeah. I think this like part of it too was I wanted to shoot some content. For sure. From stuff I've been thinking about all week. Yeah. I haven't done any content this week. I don't. Know if, I don't. People don't notice, but like You're this consistent. whole week, I'm consistent. Like this week, I didn't post at all. Yeah. Just kind of just reflecting. Going back, understanding what God's done for me. For sure. Kind of just like taking a step back for a second before I post again. Yeah. So I've been posting old stuff for a while. Yeah. But I think it's because I'm trying to like, okay, what am, what's this next season am I trying to communicate? For sure. So this is going to be part of it where I'm just like kind of, I'm going to... Reflecting. Reflecting. Looking back at stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be guinea pigging like some stuff I've been thinking about like yeah. in this pod. Bro, but, this is actually like a perfect like, I think... Uh, space to do that because i'm i'm just curious about a lot of it so for sure uh i was telling you before we got on air like i at least for me personally and people that i know we found out about you this year but sure. i know that you you've been doing this and sam was um your your homie here that whose house we're in he was kind of telling me about your ministry bef- beforehand but yeah. uh i just wanted to hear at least from your end before we really get started like what do you think happened or like what yeah yeah what changed on your end that stuff just started kind of popping up everywhere yeah i mean i feel like i've been saying the same things since i was 18 years old for sure literally i just communicate better now yeah but i think when i was 18 i was serving a church i was a youth pastor over four kids yeah when i turned 20 and dude i would just preach to these four kids like it was nothing and i just remember just having visions and dreams not like physical ones but just like in my mind like just like dreams of what youth group could look like in youth ministry and gen z and we were leading kids to christ and my wife sammy i known him since he was 15 and i really felt like there was a need for discipleship in my generation um but no one knew who i was you're technically gen z right Yeah. yeah so i'm 25 yeah bro i don't know what i am I'm what 26. What year were you born? 97. You're, tw- you're Gen, Z. Gen Z. On the barely. For the first half of Gen 97 Z. 97 to 2010. Dang, dude. 
barely. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I grew up with like the cartoons of the millennials, but yeah. like the behavior of Gen Z. So yeah, I feel like I I've been sure. around Gen Z so much where I'm just like, that's my people. That's your people. Yeah, I don't really, I don't have any millennial friends. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like God's highlighted me in this season yeah. because I'm finally healthy as yeah. a person. And I'm still getting better, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was very unhealthy leader. I yeah. was killing it, like, seeing people change. Like, I ended up being a youth pastor at a different church, yeah. growing it from 15 to 150, and, like, seeing all these things and all the strategy that put on Instagram, like, yeah. seeing it happen. But my heart was so unhealthy still. Yeah. And I think it wasn't until God put me in hiding. Mm-hmm. No one knew who I was in 2022. Yeah. Like, I didn't preach at all. That's I crazy, didn't, bro. I like, post anything. And that's when and for, it started. And for bro. creators or at least a creative like like you, that's yeah. impo- like it feels impossible, bro. Like, well, like I didn't ever wanted to do that. Like yeah. I don't think I was ever a poster. Mm-hmm. Like I never posted. Yeah. The only reason why I posted was like I had so much in me. Yeah. That I needed a, some outlet. I wasn't preaching anywhere. I went to a church where it was really is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't really have a lot of of space to use that gifting of communication. For sure. So I just like I think I had. 500 followers at that time in Dang. April of in April of 2022 I had 500 followers now we that was like a year and a half ago yeah and now it's like 36,000 yeah but it's literally like 500 followers and I was like let me just post things about what I feel about Gen Z yeah and God just kept breathing on it and breathing yeah. on it and breathing on it and then all the things that I've been meditating on writing down thinking about since I was 18 about the church yeah once I started building credibility I feel like I started sharing those things about yeah. my genuine critique to church yeah. and the vision, like for the future of the church. Yeah. And what does that look like? Bro, I guess- I, we're we're in a close right now, bro. Like we're closing a season of the church was just focus on a pastor building a big like, ministry, and like mm-hmm. that's it. We're closing on that season, yeah. so I'm interested. And I'm part of a, a group of people who like want to see the vision of the, what's the future of the church look bro, like. I'm excited. I'm so. excited for this for this episode, bro. I I have a lot of like questions. So so visionaries for for those of you who that that haven't followed Jacob's page, I think the Go way that the- they'll follow it <laughs> at Jacob Salgado. I'll, I'll tag it in the, the description. But I I feel like you post stuff that's beautifully challenging. Yeah. Like one of them that hit me recently was like, just because you posted good pictures doesn't mean it was a good service. Yeah. And I think you, you were like a leading voice for, for Gen Z because I think millennials kind of subscribe to like this Hillsong version of church where it was just like big lights, big production. It was like, you kind of see this in, in like growing of celebrity pastor culture. And now it's more like the Osbury revival where Gen yeah. Z is more in love with like authenticity and community and they could care less about a brand or something like that. And I feel like you're one of those um, voices right now that is putting thoughts out there that's making like that initial structure of church kind of start reflecting on mm. why are we doing the, the yeah. things that we, we do. And then right now it's like, you, you've even said it yourself, like there's a lot of millennial leaders that are trying to understand Gen Z's like tendencies, but you're like, well, just put a Gen Z leader in there because yeah. they're the ones that are basically molding where culture's going right now. I don't know if you want to... No, yeah, I feel like, going on to your first thing, I do feel like it costs more to go to church now. Yeah. Like, it's going to cost you more. Like, a Gen Zer doesn't just show up to church because it's culturally normal. Yeah. Now it costs you something. So that's my big fight, too, is, like, Mm -hmm. we put on a big service, and, like, that's not the price that Gen Z needs that like to pay for church in a sense like yeah. 
if you want them to get a ticket to church, the cost isn't a good service. Yeah. The cost is good relationship. Like it's me and you having genuine relationship. That's the ticket price yeah. for Gen Z to buy into church. For real. But we forget about that. Like we think the service is still the thing. So that's why I'm always like have a Gen Z or in your building on leadership to be that bridge and that translator of what you see and translating it into a younger generation. Sure. But the fact is Gen Z is not showing up to church. Yeah. And because we're in the Bible belt, it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, they're there every week. Yeah. But we gotta think about the whole world, think about mm-hmm. the whole country. As statistically, it's just not real. Yeah. So I'm concerned for the future of the church. Not like it's not gonna shut down or anything. Mm-hmm. But I wanna see more young people in there. For sure. Like I wanna see more young preachers and more young yeah. leaders. Like a twenty five year old preacher is a weird thing. Like I'm a weird anomaly. Yeah. It's not like a thing that happens. Yeah. Like someone who didn't like who doesn't like have pastor pastor parents mm-hmm. like just someone who just got saved and became like that's a rare thing yeah and i'm praying to see more of that and churches don't really build up people like that anymore yeah and that's my big frustration where it's like we don't highlight gen z and like put them in positions to like let them learn their voice and learn their skill and learn their creative sure so then they leave the church and they end up building something super dope in the world and they're like why should i ever go to church they yeah. didn't value what god gave me and it's just that's that's where it's really interesting, right? Yeah. Millennials are are still battling church, like yeah. hurt. And I mean, they fought for the church to be relevant, which I'm thankful for. Like yeah. we needed it. Yeah. But now we had our fight, is it is it gonna be real? Yeah. So I mean, I love the lights and production. Yeah. I make graphics for a living. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not gonna ever be like, oh, like don't do <laughs> like graphics. don't do that, yeah. yeah. Because I think that's important. I think but, like uh, at least where where I'm at right now, bro, like I'm in the weird middle where, like, I understand the millennial, like, uh, attraction to, like, because I care about representing God well. So I know, like, like the graphics and the lights and all this stuff matters to me. Right. But then kind of also having to translate for the Gen Zer who could care less about all this. But I, I was talking to my friend Timmy uh, on the first episode of season three, and I was kind of curious because we we're, we we're kind of talking about our story of, like, when I was coming up or when like our age was coming up, like we started really having an affinity for church leadership and church serving at like 14, 15. So I don't know if like us mid 20 year olds have, have done a bad job of passing that baton, but I don't know that I see a lot of like youth, like that passionate about coming up like that. And I don't, you've served in youth ministry. So I don't know if you want to speak, speak to that a little bit. Well, I think it depends on the size of church. So smaller churches tend to have, like younger people serving. Yeah. Like I just came from Nevada, great church. Like half the church team is all youth like yeah. serving. So it depends on the need. But I do think it's going to be rare to see 14-year-olds just wanting to be involved in church that deep. Yeah, And that's the problem. And us 20-year-olds, because of how the church is structured, we don't have a voice to like disciple young yeah. people within our own church. Mm-hmm. Like it has to go through a system or a pastor or whatever, which whatever right yeah. but i'm like the whole point of this church thing is that we would disciple people for sure like that i would go out to wherever and know like a sammy since he was 15 and now he's 21 and i'm 25 like mm-hmm. like i've known him like i got to spend life with him ups and downs like that's discipleship and we don't have that within the local church anymore where you don't yeah. have to be a pastor but still make disciples and that's my big fight bro yeah. it's like a lot like our it's crazy. What our talents also is our region, right? Mm-hmm. 
our talents in like the West Coast, they would be like, oh yeah, you're awesome. Like we yeah. need you in our church. Mm. But like in the South, it's like a million of us. Yeah. You know? Like there's a million yeah. creatives that yeah. are killing it in church. But we go to a place where there's need. And like, we're like, yeah, deal, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like what I do is a huge deal in certain like areas in the country because like they, no one does that. Yeah. Here there's like 10 Gen Z guys. Yeah. You know? So I think that's the that's other true. thing where like we have to learn to leave. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and it's a scary thing. To it's, just it is, and it like is. Because, go out. Yeah. But the thing is, this is what happens, bro. Mm-hmm. Like what we do is like we go to an internship. I'm not hating on you. I'm yeah, saying everybody. Yeah. I did it too. I went to Bible college. Yeah. You go to Bible college internship at a dope, healthy church. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We learn. We grow. But because that church doesn't send you to a church that's sick to make yeah. it healthy, you end up just like staying around. And just, and just like waiting for an opportunity that they yes. have eight people that do what you do. Yes. Yeah. And that's I where I'm at. I'm, at here. I'm saying that from my, literally my personal experience right now. Yeah. Like I'm in a region where like, okay, like yeah, I'm speaking to like a lot of people, but like there's also like, there's health, sick places where I know if I popped in there, they could be healed. Yeah. Just like you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to a certain region or certain area. If, yeah. And the issue is that the older generation has not done a good well of sending us. Yeah. Like, they, they want to just keep us in, but they don't want to use us. Yeah. So we're just sitting there like, all right. I think, I think You know what I mean? So yeah. we have to make these podcasts. Like, sure. this podcast should be sponsored by a church. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not hating on yeah, you or whatever yeah. your church, right? Yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. stuff should be like they're sending me out to reach people in other yes. spaces that they wouldn't have normally. Exactly. I get that. Exactly. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of us aren't being sent. That's good, bro. And that's the struggle, right? Yeah, I think the, there's two parts. That there's that part, and then there's the part where, like, I think, like someone like me, I'm aware of the responsibility of something like that. So if I if I stay at my church right now. Like it's comfortable. Like the, there's talent, and you want to check on it? You're good. It's red. As okay. long as it's as long as it's red, you're good. Okay, but I could cut that. You're good. Um, so in my like the my current place right now, like my church is talented. There's resources. There's people. Like it's comfortable. It's not like the big burden on me. But if I were to go out and to go somewhere that needs someone like me, it's more of a burden to like have to build it for sure. So I think at some some people and I, I can even include myself in this. That's where the hesitation comes from. Of like, do I what I want? Do I want to be like this leader that's willing to take this burden and build something, or do I just kind of stay chill, chill where there's like eight other people like me and we're just running it? And it's excellent. It's not right. bad, but um, they're both not bad. They're both not bad. But yeah. I think there should be a culture where we're like willing to send. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't. We just want everyone on our team. And that's what Gen Z is. Stack, stack the team. Stack bro. the team. And it's like every mega church has an Avenger creative team. Yeah. But then what we don't understand is a small church of America is like 100 people each. Yeah. That's the majority of the church in America. Mm-hmm. And they are struggling to find creatives. Yeah. And reach Gen Z. Right. I, yeah, bro. I, ha- I actually have a question that I'm kind of curious about. So one thing I, I think through my experience in my like uh, observation I feel like there's a lot of church hurt with the bigger churches, like because people are waiting for a job that maybe never comes or like there's like dynamics within those Avengers, you know, but then a small church, they do amazing at relationship and there's, they do amazing at giving people opportunity, but it's just, there's no progression essentially with the smaller ones that they've just done the, the same chicken cell fundraiser for a million years and they're using a graphic that they screenshot it from someone else's Facebook and that kind of thing. So 
I I don't know. I, like I I don't know that I can diagnose it, but that's just yeah. an observation. Of it's that. both though because it's like the senior pastor of a small church and the senior pastor of the big church both have the same issue. Yeah, they don't know how to raise leaders and send them. It's like that's the big issue of America today. Yeah, is that we don't raise like leaders in our house in our church houses and give them opportunities to fail yeah. in our houses and create and especially creatives, bro. Yeah, like there's no reason why. Like, and this is going to sound crazy. I may lose clients. I don't care. <laughs> but, like, there's no reason why you should outreach to, like, source to me in a sense. Yeah. Like, I more. I feel like it's more fruitful if you hire me to train people for, like, a weekend. Instead of just buying the fish, like, teach the yeah, people how to. Yeah. yeah, teach people how to fish, right? Mm-hmm. Like, keep using me, though, please. Yeah. But, like, I do think. Quick that, plug at right, your but, graphic design. <laughs> but I do think, all right, they're like, oh, they can't make it like you. But we can teach people. That's right. And a lot of creatives, like me and you. We don't know how to teach well, and that's why we have to learn too. Like sure. it's you, it's hard for you to explain how to do this. Yeah, and that's what most creators struggle. And once we can get over that barrier, like you're gonna be able to like totally reach and disciple people. Yeah. But we haven't taught people that either. That's for me, like I was a pastor first, mm-hmm. and then I became a creative. So your heart for like teaching, teaching and raising yeah. the church, like so that's why I'm. I feel like I'm. I love like okay, I can teach you. One, two, three, four, how to make a good graphic. For sure. It's just super weird when I say it out loud, but I can't. Because yeah. I learned it that way. And yeah. I could teach you because I'm a pastor, I'm a teacher, that's how I do it. Yeah. I feel like there's more pastoral gifts and creatives that haven't been pulled out. For sure. You know? Like Dang. what you're doing is visionary. Like you're yeah. doing vision room social. What you're really doing is really trying to pastor people into the vision of God has for them. Yeah. Like in, in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's... People, older church doesn't see that. Yeah. Like, you may not be a great communicator on, on, on preaching a stage or, or whatever. Yeah. But like, this is it. And yeah. kids, students love this. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Bro, we're reaching the halfway point of the pod. I want to do a vision room social uh, tradition. Okay. We're going to do the social media deep dive. Uh, I have two pictures from your Instagram. Wow. I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to put it on the screen so people can see what we're talking about. Deep the, dive. Yeah, deep dive. So. I archive so many things. So. <laughs> this I'm is the really first worried. thing, bro. Okay, what's up? Okay, what's that's what, recently? Where where was this? Who's this? That's my wife and my family. Yeah, Asher Suits, baby, is yeah. my son. Yeah, that's it. my wife for four years. Where was that picture? Was was Juice the context? Land. Yeah, where did we come from? I look ratchet for a reason. <laughs> I think we came from a trip. You've been traveling this. Year, I've been bro. traveling You've this been year. Traveling, bro. Where? Was, oh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly where it was. I came back from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, I was doing a youth camp out there mm-hmm. and that was like the day after, I think, or day after. Yeah. The day after. Yeah. So we spent the whole day, got smoothies, called it a day. So yeah. it's my family. That's, you just have, you guys just have the one baby? One baby. How been married how long? Four years. Dang. Bro, you were young, bro. 21. Cla- classic church leader vibes. You already right? know. If you're going to be a youth pastor, you get married at 20 years. Nice. Judah Smith told me to. So oh yeah. This is the, this is the next one, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I feel like this is a very... I, lo- I missed the whole flower vibe I was doing. Very on brand with you. This this font is you, bro. The Helvetica with the stroke. Yeah. Yeah, people copy it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... I, lo- I low-key copied it for the new... I appreciate you. A- well, like that word, like the hopeless thing, obviously it's a catch, like trying to get your attention. Yeah, because you explain it through the... It's like yeah, a carousel. Yeah, it's a slide. But like you had to... For me, that's really big. Because mm-hmm. me and you both felt that before. Yeah. Like super hopeless. We're like, 
what's the future look like? And there's a lot of us, bro, who are just like hopeless about the future. And if the majority of our generation is not saved, yeah. like what's their hope in? Yeah. Right? They're hopeless. Yeah. Because if they don't have Christ, they have no hope. So they're hopeless. So yeah. I just need, like, I want to awaken people to understand that there's more that we can do mm-hmm. than just be like, come to my 9 a.m. or my 11 a.m. Like, it's so frustrating for like, me because, yeah. like, there's so many gifts that are sitting in rooms, bro. Yeah. That can reach Gen Z. And it's just not like communicated to the church. Sure. So I think it's it is sad to see. Mm-hmm. Like we have to build our own following to yeah. get recognized. Yeah. Dang. Instead of it instead being, of it being recognized by leaders in our church. Yeah. But it is what it is. God has his God's sovereign at the yeah. end of the day and he knows what he's doing. But it is interesting. Like yeah. I've been in a place right now. I've been in a place before I got like popular where I give up on church in a sense. Yeah. Like not like completely, but like giving up on the on the current status of the church and how yeah. we do it. And I feel like there's a lot of us like that right now. Yeah. You commented on it on uh I think recently you like posted your review of that Hillsong documentary. Yeah, it was interesting. Um it makes me sad because Carl Lentz is the reason why I started preaching. Yeah. He's- yeah. yeah, like I, I wanted to preach because of him. Like, mm-hmm. I loved how he did things. Like, he could preach to a prostitute and a and a president. Yeah, and I think there's not a lot of people who could do that, and that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him fall was just like it was hard for you. It was hard for me, and it's yeah. not the first person. Like, he's the second person that I looked up to in the preaching game that also fell. Yeah, and it's not rare anymore, bro. Yeah, and that's why I've been on this whole finish well energy lately. Yeah. Like, I don't care how good you are, what stage you preach on. How do you look like when you're 90? Do you still love Jesus when you're 90? Can, is your reputation still clean when you're 90? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm 25, yeah, yeah. right? No, that's true. But I do think, like, there's, because of the culture we built, where it's, like, one leader's a goat and, like, yeah. follow it, it causes a lot of leaders not to finish well. Yeah. I, I, I've seen some people, like, kind of start questioning faith because of the leader that they looked yeah. up to. Like falls like that, sure. but uh, bro, bringing back the the conversation about the Gen Z is hopeless out the future. Just random bro session, transparently. Like there was a moment last week where I was like, I wanted to just give up on this whole thing. Like I was, like I told you, like I'm I'm working at the hospital, serving at my local church yeah. slash doing this, and I I kind of got to a point where where I was just like tired of of not having money and tired of like not being quite where I feel like I should be at this point. Right. Um, but, um, just right now when you were speaking, like, I, I didn't realize how much of like a, a ministry opportunity that this is because my heart it has a huge burden for this, but like I'm reaching people that maybe wouldn't be reached at a typical church for setting. Sure. So I think sometimes the, the enemy tries to like silence you right before the, the breakthrough. Mm. So it, it was encouraging to me to hear like you took a sabbatical, like 2022. Yeah. You were... Not preaching. Yeah, you were. Well, God told me yeah. to put down the microphone and pick up a computer mouse. Yeah, bro. Like, that's my whole story. Yeah. But for you, it's like, I just want to encourage you because a lot of people like you. Yeah. Like, when we feel a certain way, I realize that like, there's a lot of people who feel what we feel. Yeah. Like, there's a, like, you shouldn't do something based off of, like, the reaction of people. Mm-hmm. Like, because people aren't going to tell you, wow, you're so like yeah, no one does that. Like yeah, yeah. they comment and stuff. Like I get that, but yeah, no one's ever been support, like, "Jacob, yeah. you're awesome." Like yeah, that's yeah. rare. They like they rather love your content, not you. That's mm-hmm. what happens. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but 
I keep doing it because I see the need. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was the ultimate need filler. Mm-hmm. That's all he did. The separation yep. between God and man was sin. So God, Jesus had to Tattoos. fill the need, right? Like everything he did was fill needs. So your whole thing is like, I'm going to keep going because I'm feeling the need. Mm-hmm. The need in my generation, the need in my people. For like real? I need to fill the need. I need to fill the need. So that should drive you. Because I've True. been in your position, bro. Like, yeah. like I literally, so up to like literally like maybe two weeks ago, I was working a regular job. I was a graphic designer for a min, yeah. like for a dentistry. What? No one knew that. Yeah, I, I know. know. I know that. that. I know. Seriously. The, so this whole time Nine you've been posting, five. that's what you yes. were doing? Dang it, bro. My, pay, my pay time off, I would take only to go to preaching. What? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm like... Bro, it feels I'm, like I'm working two jobs right I've now. I've been like, in your to, position. Yeah, yeah. like, And I had a, f- a wife and a son. Yeah. And posting, and posting every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like preaching. That's and crazy. making graphics. And while making sure my family's okay. Up to finally where I'm financially able to not work any- there anymore. Like I made double yeah. while I was making there outside. Yeah. So it's like it made sense for me to quit now. Yeah. Shout out to God. But I think I've God. been in your position for yeah. years. He'll tell you like he just told you about how he picked me up from a cookie shop. Yeah. Like I was working at a church. Mm-hmm. I was a youth pastor, making seven hundred a month. Okay, didn't have a car, and I was working at a bakery at eleven dollars an hour. Okay, I was telling my friends like in in Thank Las you, Vegas, bro. Yeah, I was telling them like I would be happy if I had like three hundred dollars in my account. Yeah, like I would be so That's happy. Crazy. I mean, my wife would be like, "Yeah, you're wild. You're We're wild about to go get it. some tacos. Bro. <laughs> We're about to go crazy." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, we're like, that's crazy. And that's what I did for a long time. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that on social media. So when yeah. people tell me I'm a false prophet and a false yeah. teacher or whatever, like, so, like you didn't see me, like, you, you don't see it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's cool. Like, that's I'm okay with that. Okay, that's so I'm, I'm, working, I'm working on my testimony right now. <laughs> you know what I'm it is. Because yeah. what, what's going to happen is if you stay consistent yeah. four years from now, you look back at this moment tonight at 10 p.m. when you decide to do a podcast with me. Yeah. Like, thank you for sure. Like, yeah. being here, I'm honored. For sure. Like, you're going to look back at this moment and be like, yo, I remember when. I was grinding, bro. Like, that's, that's yeah. the, like, mindset is like, I remember when. Yeah. You should have a I remember when mindset. Yeah. That's so good, bro. Thank you, you will always have something, bro. For sure. Because right now, you can be like, I remember when. I remember when. Yeah, that's so that, a sermon right there, bro. It is, I remember it is. when. I remember when. Like yeah. I remember when this happened. This happened. This happened. It's building history with God, and you'll see the consistency. It's all sure. about consistency, though. For sure. Like I was posting like five days a week. Yeah. Sometimes twice. Twice. One day. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. But, um, yeah. but I bro. was in the I was in the secret place, bro, and God was just. Yeah, bro. Because you had this endless like. You were reaching graphic designers, worship leaders, like anybody. Dude, one of my favorite curses. Everybody's getting shot. Everybody's getting shot. <laughs> no one is safe. No one is safe. The one that don't worship worship itself. Yeah, dude, that one was crazy. That one was like, the one with the yellow background. Yeah, that's like my most popular. One of my my first viral viral ones. To go. That one scared me, bro. I thought my most viral me. one was probably the from Gen Z to the church. I think yeah. it has like almost, the green one. No, it was gray. Gray. It's like all gray, but it has like twenty thousand likes on it right now. That's crazy. Way bro. more than that now, I think. But um, bro, I want to I want to talk about like what's what's on your heart recently, because yeah. um, I mean, obviously, graphic design game, right? But you've been getting these speaking engagements. So, like, what what are you like yeah. employing to the church? Yeah. Funny enough, like graphic design is not my passion. Yeah. Like seriously, I actually, like don't love it. Yeah. It's so weird. I know that sounds I know. so weird. Man, that, I'm I mean, just incredibly good at it. 
and I know how it can make me money. Mm-hmm. I know that's so weird, but I've never been like, yeah, graphics. Like, doesn't excite me. Yeah. Just, it was, I literally learned graphics to fill the need of my church. Mm-hmm. So shout out to God for that. Yeah. But um, what I've been speaking to most churches is two things. Is one, the straight gospel. Like, the gospel straight up. Like, the just death, burial, resurrection. Up, Jesus saved you. Literally, like, yeah. just the gospel. I've been preaching that to Gen Z because most kids haven't heard the true gospel. Yeah. And I've been preaching about finishing well. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, because we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us run the race with endurance, mm-hmm. looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in a space right now where I'm trying to encourage everyone who's young. Mm-hmm. Like, right now doesn't matter as much as when you're 90. Yeah. And your daily decisions can determine your future demons, right? So, like, that's a bar, man. The daily decisions you make right now will determine if you have future demons for sure. And a lot of people will make a mistake and they're like, oh man, I don't know how that happened. Mm -hmm. I can tell you how that happened. It was the daily things. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life, right? Yeah. That word guard means to put into a like a prison, like in a cell. So God's literally telling you, like, put your heart in prison. Yeah. Because if you get that out of hand just a little bit, yeah. it goes off to its own devices. Yeah. So I've been just really preaching to every church I've been at. Like, I need you to finish well. Yeah. Bro, are you are you serving at church right now? Yeah. So I'm not like I've been serving like host team. Like that's what mm-hmm. I literally do. Yeah. Um, not as much as I used to because I've been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like this is probably the last four or five months I've just been traveling. Sundays I'll be like I'll roll in on a Saturday, yeah. so I'm not getting up at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I haven't been with my family all the time. Well, my family comes with me, so but we're all tired. So, yeah, yeah. so I literally use church Sabbath, to, to get refreshed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been serving. I feel like I serve the church every single day, in yeah. a sense. But You do. I do, in a sense. And I do, like, give tons of things for free. Yeah. You know, the amount of free graphics I give to Bro, local I downloaded your, uh, your youth, your youth uh, package. Crazy. Crazy merch stuff. Crazy, bro. No, it's like kids, people use it for merch. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I do, I'm coming out with a prayer guide, mm-hmm. like teaching Gen Z how to pray. Yeah. Came out with the Bible thing. Like, and then the amount of free stuff I do for church, like people yeah. will be like, well, like, how do you, like, why do you do that? So, yeah. um, but yeah, I serve at the host team, like, serve. Yeah. Um, You're in Oak Cliff or? In, it's in Garland. In Garland? Yeah. But You're from Dallas originally? I'm from New York originally. Dang, bro. Then we moved from Houston and then moved here to we, Dallas. We completely um, omitted. So, like, it's all good. What, what, typi- what typically happens on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm a, no, no, I'm no, a, no. I'm always like, I the, love I was excited to talk to you, bro. <laughs> I, I needed these answers. I needed You're this. Uh, but, uh, this could be the extendo. Yeah, you have my time. I don't know if you want to cut, but you have my time. Yeah, so, okay, uh, I'm bro. Here. I mean, as long as we're making have, it happen, I'm here. I'm just saying you have my time. You don't thank, have to rush. Thank you, bro. Um, I guess let's do the the typical vision room stuff, man. Yeah, um, so, um, I want to know, like, if a stranger were to ask you, okay, what you do, yeah, how do you answer that? Uh, I'm a graphic designer. Yes. <laughs> I don't like even when I preach. Yeah. I'm, hey, everyone. My name is Jacob Salguero. I'm a husband. I'm a father. And I'm a graphic designer. Let's, yeah. let's pray. Yeah. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> you, but you're preaching. <laughs> and I start preaching and they're like, what in the world? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening right now? Like, he can preach, but he's a graphic designer. Yeah. Why, why do you use that title? That's what I do. It's just, but you also speak. But I'm not your, a pastor. That's true. I'm literally a graphic designer. That's literally what I do. Like, for by trade. That's what I do. That's literally what I do every single day for a job. 
That's beautiful. So like, why should I hide that? That's because funny. here's why. It's really why. Yeah. I want the welder in the room to be like, oh yeah, I can do that too. Like, like well, I can, I can preach the gospel to my community. Biblically, any of us should be able to share the gospel. Yeah. Right. Well, any of us, I could be a pastor and a graphic designer, and without the title from a church. Mm-hmm. Like that's just an office Jesus gives to his church. Yeah. It's not a title that churches give to people. God, Jesus is the one that gives that title. In Ephesians 4, I think mm-hmm. it says, Christ gave these gifts to the yeah. church. The people don't call me pastor. Yeah. It's Christ who anointed me to do that as a person. And yeah. if you don't call me that, that's fine. But it's going to come out of me either way, either not. Right? Yeah. Same way with evangelist, prophet, all those things. So what I want to unlock in people is that, like, yo, this guy's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Bro, I work in construction. But I'm that passionate about the Bible too. Yeah. Oh, maybe I could reach my my coworkers. That's true. Like that's my mindset. That's true. That's why I would want to be like, because wh- what happens is when I say, "Oh, I'm a pastor," it's like, "Oh, uh, well, that's not me." Yeah. But I believe like God is using whatever tools in front of you. Yeah. For His glory, for the gospel, and yeah. that's the issue, bro. Bro, I think you're doing a beautiful example. Of, uh, one thing Kieran said on his episode was that he's like, "Bro, when I I want to die empty, like yeah. just gave everything possible." That I had, um, so I see you existing in all these lanes, bro. You're For just sure. really doing it. But so you're from New York originally, then born there. Yeah, how'd you end up over here? My mom was a 9/11 survivor. Dang, dude, super crazy story. And then we ended up moving to Houston after that. Mm-hmm. Um, then raised in Houston. You, ha- you have some homies over there. It looks like in Houston. Yeah. Oh yeah, a ton. A ton. Uh, so I was raised like that's my hometown. Then got saved in Houston. Mm-hmm. Then I came to a Bible college here in Dallas, Christ for the Nations. Met my wife here, became a youth pastor here in this area. Yeah. And then fell in love with the city. So what's what's this like Oak Cliff is, is heaven to me? Oak Cliff in general is heaven. So yeah. so it's a bigger, okay, it's a bigger idea mm-hmm. about vision. Like I do want people to understand like the scripture of like on earth as it is in heaven. For sure. But make it more localized to who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're at is heaven, if you yeah. view it that way. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, if you look at Oak Cliff, statistically, it's like one of the top murder places in Dallas. Dang. But to me, it's heaven. Yeah. Imagine you're, you're, imagine you're, if I proclaim that to the city. Yeah. You're not a murder city. You're heaven. You're not the hood. You're that heaven. That would change perspective. Big right? Mm-hmm. You're not the ghetto. You're heaven. You're not poor. You're heaven. So, Oak Cliff is heaven. Is the idea of like your neighborhood can be heaven, and it's me prophetically saying over my city, like yeah. the deep love I have for this neighborhood comes from like I know it's heaven. Or you're gonna get uh, hella design requests for Tulsa's I heaven. I know. Um, everyone could do it. Just put Helvetica, call it a day. Yeah. But I like <laughs> love like if people did like the Tulsa, or people have done like Dallas as it is in heaven or whatever. Yeah. But I like saying it's heaven to me because mm-hmm. I'm viewing it that way. Yeah. Right. Like not the church, like me as a person, I'm viewing. The person across the street, that's yeah. heaven to me. So sure. I mean, if you if you're here on July Fourth, like you'll hear like nothing but gunshots all day and yeah, like that's crazy, you're just on a good night, you know. Yeah. But like I think it's it's interesting to see like there's so much culture in our city, Oak Cliff. There's so much love in this area. There's like also like Hispanic, a lot of Hispanics, a lot of blacks, mm-hmm. and then we have new gentrification that's coming in, yeah. and it's just all together. It's just a beautiful mix. And it looks like heaven to us. Yeah. That's why me, Sammy, and some other guys were just like we exist to serve here. So yeah. like. We've done trash pickups. We've done um, Easter egg hunts. Just like oh, lots loving, of giveaways. Yeah. Um, they had like random DJ show up to a park, and a bunch of people were out there like smoking weed and drinking. And we're Dang. over here with 
like giving out free lattes, free hot cocoa, cold night. Yeah. And had like a little QR code to like Judah Smith's sermon, like preaching the gospel. Yeah. And like have people scan it and like, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like what we're like, we're in that, which is hard to fit in a box of a church. Sure. So, but that's what so Oak Cliff's heaven to me is like sure. the idea of like, I get that. If your neighborhood is heaven, how would you, how would you approach treat it? it? How yeah. would you treat it? How would you view it? And I, I, again, Jesus tells us in Acts 2, he tells the disciples, like, go into Samaria, Jerusalem. He goes and he calls out specific cities. Yeah. Okay. He didn't say go to, um, what's your church name? What's your, what's your church name? Mine is Battle Creek, bro. Don't go to Battle Creek. He didn't say go about, go to Battle Creek or go to Tulsa, uh, go to Transformation yeah, and yeah. go to, you know, Victory. Like, he said, go to that Tulsa. Yeah. And pre, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is like, what we've talked about is like, we're not, this is not that church or this church. We're the church of Dallas. Yeah. Every time t- Paul wrote a letter, it was the tor- church of Corinth or church of Ephesus. Yeah. It was a city. So for us, we're saying, what if we said the church of Dallas, this is our city. Bro, it's you're heaven. dropping bars right? for an hour straight, bro. It's just a view. It's our view. It's perspective yeah. is everything. That is real. Perspective is everything. That is real. Because if I, if I start thinking church of Dallas... So when another church fails, I'm heartbroken too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not That's like, oh, they suck. Well, they come like into my church it's now. It's a kingdom thing, bro. It's, it's like, kingdom. Yeah. It's kingdom. And like that pastor's my pastor. That And people don't like that, mm-hmm. but screw them. Yeah, know? dude, church has become like, yeah. well, at some some cultures, it's like a gang, bro. Like, now nah, I'm over That's here. That's Dallas, bro. You're over there. Like Dallas is literally that way. I was curious. We have our like, own coffee shops. Like certain you, coffee shops are like specifically, you'll find one church kind of people there. Yeah, that's funny, bro. I, I people know exactly what I'm talking about when they listen to this. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get canceled. But we care too much about the loss to worry about all that. Like, I'm not gonna bicker with Christians when people are dying. Yeah, yeah. like I, not bro, we're not wasting time on that. Yeah, I'm a partner with you. We're gonna help change perspective because, like, all, all those big bro, Tulsa has a lot of big churches. It's like, Bible, it's like a biggest bro, Bible, bro. crazy, bro. Like, like it's the buckle of the Bible, bro. Yeah, okay, yeah. so. We all have a lot of influence, and there's like a lot of us there. So, but I I don't like like this kind of arm stretched out. Like, no, you're over there. I'm over here. I'll reach people after this street over here, and mm. then you do over there. Like, we're all trying to kingdom stuff for sure. Together. So, it's it's a lot of stuff involved with that money and all that. Yeah, like, that that's a whole other episode, whole other bro. episode. But my whole thing is like the lost. Yeah, that's why I'm super Gen Z. Like, I love the lost. I want to see them saved. Yeah, um, people. And it's interesting, like. Once you, like, start actually, like, doing, like, leading people to Christ, yeah. serving your community, and no one's looking, mm-hmm. people invite you to preach because you're doing that. Yeah. And then you get so involved with preaching that you forget to why you even did it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these preachers do now. Yeah. They go from camp to camp, to church to church to church to church, and then their own neighbors don't know who they are. Yeah. And I don't want... That's why, That's why like, I can go preach in Nevada, and there's people in the church who are like, hey, what's up, Oak Cliff? yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy. People are telling me, what's up, Oak Cliff, yeah. in Las Vegas, Nevada, at a random church that I'm preaching at. Yeah. Why? Because like they know this is where I'm serving. Yeah. It's not like my church. That's why you asked. The first thing you asked me was like, there's nothing wrong that you said, but that's the normal Christian thing. Oh, what church do you serve at? Yeah. All of them. All of them. I serve Dallas. God's kids, bro. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I serve the city. Yeah. And the issue is that we don't have that perspective. And yeah. people will probably think I'm wrong or whatever, but yeah. I don't care. Bro, we're going to have to run this back. <laughs> Bro, closing comments. Any any advice, love, that you would give to graphic designer, young church leader, 
anyone listening yeah. right now? Well, if you love graphic design, keep loving it. Yes. Keep grinding. Keep learning. My pl- biggest, plug your socials too. And plug Jacob Salguero. J a c o b s a l g u e r o. Yeah. My company is Tomorrow Creative. Tomorrow CRTV. And I guess my closing comments is get one percent better every day. It's the little Anyone, things. Church leader. Any single person. Every single leader. One more page of a book, one more podcast, one more YouTube video. Right. Literally have it tatted. Sammy has it tatted. I'm going to wake up in the morning. Can I'm going to get it? better. Yeah. It's a little, it looks like a mole. Oh. It's like, I just want to be 1% better. Yeah. And that goes back to the guard of heart thing. It's a whole other conversation. But I'm getting a 1% tattoo. You should. This. You should. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I want to, because people want to be like the best tomorrow. Yeah, that's not that's not how that works. Like, yeah. when you get better, just little by little. But. For sure, bro. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. We made it happen. Yep. This room, so, bro. Season three is going to happen. It's gonna be bro. crazy. I appreciate yeah. you. Mad love, bro. All good. We, we got it. We got a lot. We got it.